you done the copy in Spanish yet? Welcome to Shame Watch, a guilt-free dive in those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we bring in a movie that either we or guests love, but society constantly ridicules them for. We look in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, hoping to keep society at bay while we watch these movies like the miracles that they are. I'm James Fight. To my right is... Kenny Madison, Chief Archivist of FlatFilms.com. Across from him is... Bienvenidos a Shame Watch. Uh, I'm Aaron <laughs> Salinas, uh, and, editor oh, and... Uh, Guy of yep. shame catch. Wow. You okay, buddy? I almost said shame, shame Coming. pod. You okay? Shame watch. There okay. we go. Coming in for a Words. strong landing, Aaron. Good job. <laughs> and our special guest today is Samantha Ireland. Yeah. That's not going to be held. No, it's fine. Oh, poo poo. Hey, Sam. Where can where? List some of your credits. Oh Who gosh. are you? It says in the copy. What is your deal? <laughs> like, oh, hold on. Who are you? <laughs> Who um, is Samantha Ireland? Let's get inside the actor. I'm a Leo. Oh, yeah. I'm a Scorpio. Oh, are you? Yeah. Really? I'm a Scorpio. That's surprising. I, I'm a nice Scorpio. I was about to say, you're very nice. But Scorpio. I'm mischievous. <laughs> okay, that works. I like that. No, um, uh, I'm a, well, here uh, in life, I am um, a mom. A mother uh, of two? A mother of two. I have two little boys. Yeah. I have a... Fifteen-month-old and a five-year-old. He's going to be six soon, which is Aww. crazy. He's in kindergarten. We're doing a Pokemon birthday. <gasps> oh, that's he awesome! He just got into Pokemon. I didn't get into Pokemon, so now I feel like I'm catching up with all my friends nice, um, that were nice. into Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's exciting. Who's his favorite um, Pokemon? He just started, so really, it's Pikachu. Oh, obviously, obviously is yeah, his yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have some cards if you want to take to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. that yeah. would be great. Yeah. Um, we just were, so he can play with them and rip them up and stuff. Well, we were like looking it up, and I, uh, we were like, how many species are there of Pokemon? And my husband oh, was like, oh, there's like a hundred and something. Oh, and then no, we no, asked, no. we asked, um, like you know, our Echo, and yeah. she was like, eight hundred and nine. What? Yeah, there's about a hundred per generation. Yeah, like, there's about eight generations out right and now. And as a matter of fact, Amazing. this year was like super special because it's the first time a pokemon was affected by global global warming or climate change it's a little piece of uh coral that's a ghost pokemon oh, because yeah. he's dead yeah oh. it's really sad it's, it's just messed this, up it's this like white little um coral looking thing yeah. and he's so sad like he's got a little permanent frown it's really sad that this is where we ended up to, to so get this here. podcast is brought to you by pokemon it's short and sealed of <laughs> exactly. course yeah 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 <laughs> And of course, BP oil. Yeah. You should have just said that the podcast was brought by brought to you by global warming. Yeah. Okay, Olivia, you're funnier than me. I get it. <laughs> Sam, say more things about yourself. Um. Who are so, you? uh, I'm an actor and filmmaker in town, and uh, if you listen to, <laughs> thank we're big you. on claps here. Yeah. You know, oh, that's actually true. Yeah. yeah yes. We really are. Well, we, I mean, our whole goal is to celebrate things we love and spread love. So mm. claps do that. Oh. But uh, that's how we met, is through yes. filmmaking. It's through mm-hmm. clapping. And Just through clapping, yeah. <laughs> because Tom would make us clap, clap ev- right? every time. <laughs> yeah, he does. He claps a lot. <laughs> yeah, love Tom. Tom. Shout out to Tom, Tom Booker. Tom we Booker. love you. Um, yeah, we did. We met in our... <laughs> make Your Movie Now make class. Your, what, yeah, Make Your Movie Now class. In My, 2016? Yeah. Wow. I know, that was so I know. long ago. Oh, no. Was it 2016? I think so. And I had to step Jeez. out of the room because I'm like, ah! why? And then I came back and I was like, oh, no, I'm fine. Wait, Hi. why? Why did you step out? Because um, Sam. Apparently, he was a big. 
fan oh, of oh, like okay. uh, the voice of Nora on Ruby. Did you have a fanboy moment? I did. But now, but now we're, like, we're, we're friends. Real friends. Like we're, we're real friends. We're legitimate friends. <laughs> yes, it's you are. Weird. We are. I'm so glad you said that. That is so much James validation is like, for I me. Feel like, can James, I come say back to the room. Stop it. There's a James size hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Olivia's here too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you watch Rooster Teeth content, which is an online production company, they do. Comedy, gaming, entertainment. <laughs> uh, How many times have you had to save that in your life? Too many. Because <laughs> well, it's the one thing. So, like, when you're an actor, they're like, "What have you been on?" Yeah. I was like, "Oh God, well, I'm trying. I'm trying to be on so many things. You know, like I get to audition for great big yeah. stuff and like tons of roles. And well, have I booked any of them? No. Hey, but great. I get to audition for them. That's yeah. right. Which and is- also, I just want to say. This is the last time you have to talk about Rooster Teeth today. <laughs> right now, yes. it's all about you. Well, I'm so excited. It's well, 7 we'll p.m. at night. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, why would you be talking about Rooster Teeth more today? So, I, well, uh, I have to do Twitter later. For, so, for the oh, month of November, man. we're covering our favorite shame washes. Just to be thankful for all the terribleness it gives us. This month, we're covering Magic Mike. XL. Today, we're covering Magic Mike XXL. Which Kenny. This, this has been a long yours. time coming. Yeah, this I is have, the episode. This is originally supposed to be episode 25. This has been pushed originally, back. This is still episode 25. And, and I've been talking back. about this movie. Oh, this is still episode 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've been talking about this movie since the beginning of the podcast. Oh my God, you haven't done it yet? No. no. I think Kenny's talked about this since the beginning of our friendship. It's just been like, hey, yes. I'm Kenny Why Madison. haven't y'all I done really it appreciate yet? Magic uh, Mike uh, We tried to do it. Uh, as episode 25 because that would be a big number and then we ended up watching the uh, entirety of the Marvel Pantheon we watched every Marvel movie and instead of watching Magic Mike XXL which would stack yet another movie on top of literally two days straight of watching movies we used that session to decompress and just talk about the excruciating marathon that is that Marvel movie marathon. And then I think we've tried to talk about Magic Mike XXL earlier than that, but then uh, I heard that you were interested in talking about it as well. So <laughs> we delayed it. I thought it was the original Magic Mike, and then I heard it was Magic Mike XXL, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I remember I, I reached out to you initially like three months ago, and I was like, hey, I was just curious if you'd want to come on the pod. And she was like, yeah, sure, so show me what you guys are like, looking at. And I sent her, she was like, oh, Magic Mike's a great movie. And I was like, oh, sorry, it's Magic Mike XXL. She was like, oh. I I've not not yet. I was like, okay, we can we can we can give you time to worry about it, and then here Three we are. Three months later, here we are. Yeah, because yeah, it also goes with my scheduling sure. too. So hey, don't okay. feel bad. You're awesome because Thank this episode you. is releasing on Thanksgiving, and there is no movie it that I am is. more thankful for. <laughs> there is no there is no movie I'm more thankful for this decade than Magic Mike XXL, which is that, that's on the record. That's yeah. it. That's that's the truth. That I'm being honest. This is without any sense of irony, uh, n- no bits intended at all. Kenny loves this movie I as much as I love Power movie. Rangers. I love that. Well, no one loves anything as much as <laughs> you love. It's so good. <laughs> I met some uh, evangelical Christians talking to you, and they're like, "Dude, calm down." <laughs> There's five teenagers with attitude, I and they know. have powers. Oh my, <laughs> he's still aggressive, agreeing with we you. We agree that he with the movie. you. I, it's good. We like the movie. We you know what? You know who else have attitude? These guys. Channing Tatum. <laughs> yep. Joe Manganiello. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Matt <gasps> Bomer. 
Adam Rodriguez, Kevin Nash, Gabriel Iglesias, Gabriel Iglesias, and and Donald Glover, and and Jada Plinkett Smith, and and Michael Strahan. So many people came out of nowhere in yeah. right? right? <laughs> I was like, what? What? <laughs> you? What? How? <laughs> and why are you so ripped and hot? Uh, so who has seen this movie before having to watch it for this episode? No. Am I the only one? I've seen the the convenience source scene. Sh- sure. Oh, everyone's yeah. seen oh, that yeah. scene. It's yeah. a great scene. One of the great scenes of the decade. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it's fantastic. Of the I, decade is going to be said a lot in this episode. Uh, <laughs> I, I will go into my reasons later. I will go into my reasons later. Before we do that, can you give some context, Kenny? I, I'd like to establish two contexts, uh, if the court will permit me today. Uh, granted. Yes, granted. Proceed. Uh, because this is why I like to talk about guilty pleasure movies. Because I love this movie. I unironically love this movie. And yet... I was talking about this movie at work because that's the kind of person that I am. Are we allowed to say where you work? Let's just avoid it. Sure. Um, I was talking about this movie at work, and one of my coworkers went, "Oh, you like Magic Mike? <laughs> okay. Oh, ouch. No. Is that, oh is that toxic masculinity that. speaking? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, Deep down with most definitely. Because I could also feel everyone else in the room go, "He likes Magic Mike," and then they all surround him. Uh, burned him at the stake. It, it, it was <laughs> not not quite, my friend. Though. Not quite, right. but it they was, were indoors. They had to go outside oh, right. and then this, burn him at the stake. This isn't the age. It, it, it was that sense of gay panic that was setting in with everyone else. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I know, because, they're go- because they're just like, why, why is this guy watching a movie about male strippers? Clearly that makes him gay and clearly that makes him an other. It's like when I quit the football team in high school to just do theater. Yeah, I could oh, feel. Yeah. The, I could Aww. feel the spread of like, oh, especially in your school where there was like six, six of us. Exactly, <laughs> it was terrifying. I had to be my own friend again. <laughs> Did you? Were you the crew and the cast? <laughs> I was the director as well. <laughs> <laughs> and now a one-man production of the play noises off. I said noises And also Aaron starts it that way and then he has to rush behind the curtain, pull the curtain and then there's the lights. But then there's like there's the back yeah. There's like so many layers to this It's a team effort. Sam, I get it. I'm funny. Um but it's I love this movie, and also it's still kind of unacceptable to like this movie in in certain groups. Mm-hmm. This is a good group to like this movie with because I because you all like we're all on a spectrum, and there is so much value mm-hmm. within this movie to unpack. There yes, really yeah. is, and I gotta say thanks because this is, I mean. Not that it didn't draw my attention. It's just something I was like, I don't know if I'll watch it. Yeah, like yeah. Well, it's a sequel. Yeah, yeah it's a sequel. Yeah. I haven't seen the first one. There's no Same. real like nerd appeal to me. Same. Like, there's not like dragons or like like lore to it. Like Lord of the Rings. I'll just like dive into that. I mean, but, like, if you really thought about it, it could have all those aspects. I know. I mean, it could. Yeah, it could. <laughs> it, but like, it's just something I was like, I I'd probably wouldn't watch it unless it was already on and I just plopped down. Yeah, I don't. I don't even want to joke about having dragons and other fantastical things in it, because while those things are lovely, this is one of the rare movies of the decade that allows stuff, 
allows truly wonderful choreography to play out in long shots mm -hmm. and in yeah. wide shots. Yeah. Right? And there's an American studio that allowed them to create something. Because the moves that they're pulling off are outrageously specific and oh, yeah. athletic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not cut to pieces like other musicals. You actually get to see people be excellent at what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that just doesn't happen anymore in Western cinema, period. It happens, but like not in that kind of sense. Yeah. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think maybe we'll we'll start to see it more, especially after films like Birdman. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna start. Birdman. Like, I bet West Side Story that's coming up is gonna mm -hmm. have those long takes with the choreography. Yeah, I bet right. you it's gonna be like it used to be in the '60s when we watched a whole number in a wide shot. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. What? what? Spielberg uh, no has cuts. the cachet. Spielberg has the cachet to be able to go. No, we're gonna get this right. Yeah. Right. Let yeah. things just play. Especially mm -hmm. in West Side Story, because a lot of it, there's levels and there's things mm -hmm. moving and oh there's so God, much yeah. background and foreground. And hopefully they don't have to paint people orange. Oh, yeah. God. Let's, they oh. Could just, yeah, let's let's just get Latino, oh, Latino listen, representation. 60s was a... Uh, it was a different time. Yeah. Different time. Yeah, different era. Yeah, it was in the past. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, but obviously, I'm effusively positive about I gotta set check and see if I'm using effusive correctly. Yeah, there we go. hold. Yeah, hold for dictionary. Hold for dictionary. Because if I have to bleep hold that out, Aaron, I'm gonna be upset. Aaron, hold. <laughs> I yeah, hold. Nice. I'm using yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'm effusively positive about <laughs> this film, but not everyone necessarily shares that. What? Uh, one of the things that we like to do, Sam, outside of me explaining why I personally feel shame, is why the world <laughs> at large might feel a little bit of shame. Uh, so we pull reviews from other film critics and read them. We oh, do this okay, for good, because I haven't yeah. read any of the reviews. I didn't want to. Oh, um, good, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I have my own opinions, and I I feel like I share so many. <laughs> <laughs> and I read every one of them, because I love it. <laughs> well, what have you read so far? Uh, well, I read this review. Okay. Which is? Which is titled, Magic Mike XXL Review. Stripped of all worth. Whoa. Oh. Because they're stripped... <laughs> They're male entertainers. entertainers. <laughs> a subtitle. The original film showed a dark underbelly. All the sequel has is spray tanned abs. By Tara Brady of the Irish Times. Grease 2. Speed 2 Cruise Control. Caddyshack 2. Scooch over unworthy sequels and make room for the jaw-dropping <laughs> catastrophe. Grease That is Magic Mike XXL. We actually all like Grease 2. Yeah, yeah. we all like what Grease 2. It's great. Grease we covered Grease 2. He's a cool writer. writer. A cool writer. If he's cool, well, we could go on. But. Where does the pollen go? <laughs> Fans of the 2012 original will recall that Steven Soderbergh deftly sidestepped ideological quibbles by exploring the dark underbelly of the male stripping business with warmth and humor and a brand of social realism emanating from somewhere between John Cassavetes and Saturday Night Fever. Magic Mike XXL has no underbelly, only spray tanned abs the film and Aaron please note that I'm doing quote fingers so please put that in the minutes okay. of, the, uh, of the notes uh, minute 1936 uh, the film sees Channing Tatum and crew heading off towards a stripping convention and um, well that's the entire plot there follows a great deal of aspirational banter mostly with the word custom and again I did quote fingers uh, with the uh, word custom okay one lad wants to set up a custom paint business. Another wants to sell custom frozen yogurt. The titular Mike Tatum already has a custom <laughs> furniture business. So many business plans. Around 40 minutes in, I felt like I'd been transferred to a small loans desk in the <laughs> 80s. 
Sadly, these turn out to be the best bits of the film. Scriptless, pointless, and utterly worthless, Magic Mike XXL simply refuses to behave like a movie, and we have nearly two hours of this to contend with. It gets worse. A stopover at a house populated by aging Southern Bells, led by Andy McDowell. Whoa! Re- yes! ranks amongst the most excruciating and patronizing depictions of 40-something women ever committed to celluloid. Uh, he found his glass slipper. That's all I'm going to say about Cougarishly, they purr and prowl and bitch about their husbands. At least that sequence is visible. Elsewhere, an exchange between Mike and a flirtatious photographer, Amber Heard, Correct. is so poorly lit and technically unstable, I wasn't sure if there were people on screen. A hundred lines for everyone involved, two strip sequences do not a movie make. Whoa. Wow. Wow. I disagree. This movie... <laughs> wow, hot great. take, James. I know. <laughs> hot take. This movie has so much heart and vulnerability. Right. It's so nice to see guys just talking about their feelings and working things out. Because you know what? You should do that. You no, should do that. They literally uplifted one another. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I just absolutely adored um it's an important movie and they uplifted women around them as well like okay sorry i like i I, like literally multiple times (laughs) it was awesome it was amazing (laughs) um i sorry i like stepped on you like you were trying to talk and then i want to like preface this i've so i've seen magic mike the first one but i saw it in a state of alabama i (laughs) Ugh. In a state of getting lit, um. So wow. we like, <laughs> like oh, we. That's the wrong movie to get lit to. <laughs> right? I we. Uh, this is so sad. I went to Fredericksburg with my mom and my sisters and their oh. friends. And oh, I'm we, so sorry. Like, so we like drank all day. Was it peach season? Uh, no, it oh, wasn't. Okay. It was like fall actually. Oh, right on. Um, nice. so. This was when it like it came out in Redbox, nice. Magic Mike, and none of us had seen it. And my sister was like, I'll, well, I'm driving. I have a DVD player. Do you want to rent it? <laughs> we were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched it. And I don't know if we fast forwarded through most of the film and only went to the specific scenes of them nice. dancing and had our own like little party. But like, I can't really remember it, the film that well. But I feel like I remember in the car, I was like, this film is taking itself so seriously. <laughs> like, yeah. So the yeah. first film was marketed as a romp uh, for ladies to go to and enjoy the female form. That's what Warner yeah, Brothers. Yeah, but like, the, like the guy was saying, the underbelly of the strip world. And yeah. I'm like, God, like, yes, like, why, yeah. like, why are we trying to make, like, I'm sorry, it's a Steven Soderbergh. Like, so that's like instantly came to my brain. I mean, Steven Soderbergh has the capability to make fun movies. Yes, yeah, so uh, much but fun. The, but the first Magic Mike is an unusually moralistic tale that is also coupled with incredible dance sequences that are not no anywhere near as well shot uh oh, no. as in this, this one cinematography which is, was way better uh way guess who better. the cinematographer was it was the same person. yeah it was steven soderbergh <laughs> oh, wow. steven soderbergh because he was there was this brief period where he retired from movie making but he was actually just making stuff for tv and oh. but like when i read about it the cinematography was steven soderbergh but it was also the director of photography was someone else. I forget. It was Peter something. Uh, what does that mean when that happens? Uh, the, there, there is some rule, uh, at least there was, where you could not... 
I could definitely be remembering this incorrectly, but Soderbergh often serves as his own DP, mm-hmm. and in order to get a credit, I think, on certain things, you can't just have the exact same credit of being your own DP as well as director, so he uses a pseudonym. Or maybe well. he doesn't, does he, maybe he doesn't hold the camera? Oh, Soder- Soderbergh's definitely a hands-on guy because he ma- he makes his movies so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He al- he was the he also did the iPhone one, right? Yes, uh, yeah, oh. yeah. The um, the latest one uns- with um, insane. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, oh, and High Flying Bird, which is also a really great movie this year. I don't um, think I saw that. I one. never heard of High that. Flying Bird. Um, it's 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 about sports politics, which is a weird thing to say, uh, but it's 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 very clearly inside basketball because it's about basketball mm-hmm. um and it's very obvious i was so lost but at the same time it was very obvious that they were being outrageously specific about the basketball industry and it was about uh this man trying to get independence for his players and not having to be beholden to the nba uh is and it just, like it sounds like when i watched moneyball yeah i was like oh this is so specific take moneyball <laughs> but make it drier oh no yeah, and I love Moneyball. I think Moneyball's incredible. Moneyball's great. I just, I'm very much a dad. I love dad movies, and I think Moneyball's a dad movie because they're just talking about, they're, they're uh, dudes being good at jobs. My uh, dad wanted to watch that movie with me. Uh, why didn't Aww. you? I did. <laughs> just not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Soderbergh shot this movie. This movie also looks way better than the first yeah. movie. Uh, there were weird color filters on the first one and this one everything is just clear I loved the coloring in this film and I loved like that shot he's talking about that he couldn't see people on screen I loved that (laughs) (laughs) you know know the shot that they're talking about on the beach yeah yes I love that it was so natural and Mm -hmm. you still saw everything I think he just didn't watch it on a good quality it's when he's peeing right yeah yeah Yeah. that's a good this is my one thing say it Sam Amber Heard yeah. Not a yeah. fan. Oh, I've sure. never. Oh, why? She's hit and miss with me. Yeah. I don't know why it is. It has to be a specific film. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she's just the prettier version of the girl from the first film, which is horrible for me to say. Uh, but like, also, I kind of remember that first actress from, or at least the character. I remember the character. And mm-hmm. she just was not. She Say wasn't it. great. She wasn't. Say she it. didn't let him live his truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, she just a, didn't, yeah. like, accept him for who he was. I understand, like, when, like, the drugs and all that stuff, like, got, like, dicey. What? And, like, like, so much happens in the first two. <laughs> like, uh, I've always seen the second one. Yeah. Well, basically, the first one, and we'll start talking about the second one. The first one is all about don't ever get into male stripping. Yeah, male stripping like will lead you to death you will Whoa. die yeah that's it, why i do insurance exactly <laughs> that's, that's been our episode of shame <laughs> <laughs> and this one is going but also like male stripping might be able to save the world yeah it, it might bring people smiles yeah i think strippers will just bring the world together have yeah, you seen absolutely. have you seen Amen. hustlers not yet i i'm really intrigued guys though. it might be the film of the year <laughs> uh, oh wow i don't know i've seen i just she saw oscar I think she should. Best Supporting Actress? For sure. Oh, oh my wow. God. She was okay. phenomenal in that oh, film. Hustlers, um, Hustlers is yeah. like Hustlers is fantastic. And it was directed by a woman, written by a woman. Predominantly people of color in the film. Woo! It was just, and it's a true story. <laughs> and it's just wild. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, not a fan of Amber Heard. Yeah. But Amber, yeah, there's something about Amber Heard 
And I don't, I don't know what it was about this character in particular. I thought it wasn't needed. But at the same time, when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? It kind of was needed. She kind of represented someone that you might know or yourself a little bit about getting yeah. hurt by someone and just needing to smile. Yeah. So I totally kind of understand where her, her, like her thread was in the film. Yeah. I just don't think she was necessary. Yeah, I think you might be right. Uh, but also... I like it. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> wait, what, Kenny? You like this movie? Yeah, I love this movie. Wait a minute. Six out of five stars. This, Hold is, on. this is my fourth favorite movie of all time. What's your fourth? What's your other three? Uh, Star Trek Six is a hard number one. Sure. Uh, Hot Fuzz, number two. Classic. Before Sunset, number three. Ooh, oh, these what, are some really. What's the I fifth one? I haven't seen Star Trek Six. So. I don't know. What? You only go by fours? That's really... that's. Uh, there's only four spots on Letterboxd. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. okay. I don't know if you guys know this. I live or die by my Letterboxd account. <laughs> People have been following me on Letterboxd. Good. And Katie it, Madison is cool. And well, what's yours, James? Tough Fat Ghost? Yeah, Tough Fat Ghost. Uh, and now I feel the need to make more reviews. It makes you accountable. Yeah. It I'm really like, does. Uh, why are you following me? Why are you liking these? I'm, is, do, I'm doing Oh, another, God. I'm what is Letterboxd? It's Guys. just, it lets you rate movies and rate reviews. It's a movie review Facebook, basically. Yeah, it's oh, okay. It's a, yeah. yeah, it's a movie journal diary. Uh, Is it like the Goodreads for film? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, you can you can number it. You can say when and where you watched it. You oh. can say like where it is on your scale. You can break it down to different lists. Um, I'm doing a Disney Channel original movies one <gasps> since Disney Plus came oh out. And it's just Luck a of lot the of Irish, fun. where is that on your eyes? Oh, Luck of the Irish. Yeah. I just recently rewatched it. That might be top Three for sure. Luck of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. Oh, that's like, a great one. Luck of the Irish, motocross, and Zoe. Zoe. Uh, what is it? Uh, Xenon girl. Of the Xenon. Xenon. Yes, that's it. I yeah. also Xenon. feel like Brink should be up there. Dude, Brink's I don't great. think I've seen Brink. Uh, it's the oh, rollerblading one, and it talks yeah, about the joke of uh, Hey Nanya, what's that? Nanya business. business. <laughs> Classic. That's where I wanted to be a comedian. Yeah. Just yeah, right, yeah, right then yeah. there. Uh, speaking of Letterboxd, I added a movie to the list. What? Uh, I have a list of uh, movies where there are fat people, but they are not considered schlubby or have image issues. Is it this movie? Ooh. Yeah, it's definitely this movie. Oh because yeah, Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they never mention it once. You have to add another one. Yeah, because uh, there's regularly uh, overweight or obese women that are getting grinded and stripped upon. Oh but, yeah. But constantly. additionally where other movies would frame them as something grotesque, they are literally just shot like people. Yeah. It's Yes, it's, I love that. It's awful that, that this is just the bare minimum of how to shoot someone that is overweight or obese. So you're not framing them like there's some monstrosity. Mm-hmm. It's just they just treat them like people. What, uh, what's yeah. the one before this that you added? Oh, it's just Magic Mike. Oh. That's it. So oh, okay. I have a grand total of nine films. Of all films, there's only Of nine. all the ones that you've seen where yeah. like someone who who's overweight who's not being... Yeah. That is so sad. It's it's it, Yeah, because fat people are always jokes or always incomplete. Yeah. Uh, mm. It's rough. Oh, well, that's like depressing. Well, let's talk Jeez. about Magic Mike XXL. Yeah. There's nothing depressing about that. Yeah. Uh, nothing is. <laughs> not, not really. Uh, me and Sam have been talking a while about this movie. Boys, what do, what do you have to say about my fourth favorite movie of all time? Well, I said I like its vulnerability and heart. Go on. And, well, no, it's just really great because, like, we, we constantly talk about this on this podcast. Like, we do. So, that's true. So many movies are just so cynical and, like, blah, 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 but this yeah. one's just, like, Listen, man, I love you. 
and then they work through issues. Like when Ken and Mike talked, just talked out their feelings, it was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I believe that all tension in this movie is just solved within the first hour. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> when did this one come out? 16? 2015? Uh, 2016? Yeah, really? I think it's, it's 2015. Is that old? Yeah, yeah, that's why I was, I'm trying to think because like the, the first one was like 13. Oh, yeah, 2015. First 2013 was Magic Mike, yeah? 2012, I, I don't know. Or was it 12? Because I know it came out the same time as Ted because everybody was like, Quite this is the only... Movie. Yeah, this is the... Well, I only remember because of the memes because people are like, this is the only time where men are excited to see a movie about a teddy bear and women are excited to see a movie about strippers. Like, they were trying to make it a meme thing. Ugh. But oh, I just remember right. specifically that it came right around Ted because of that meme. So I think it was 12? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, what I like about this film is because of the vulnerability. And uh, 2015, if I'm not mistaken, that's also the time that Kid Cudi, uh, the rapper, came out and said, hey, um, I'm seeking therapy. Um, I'm not in a good mental place. And he was one of the first male artists to speak about mental health. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it came out at the same time as this. And I kind of feel... Stretch. I kind of feel like it's a stretch, but I kind of feel it was like the same. Like, I kind of feel like it helped push a lot of the younger generation to be like, hey, we can talk about this. Why haven't any of y'all before us done this? Like, it's okay to seek therapy. It's okay to, like, if I could go back to 15 year old Aaron, I would tell him, don't put your wallet in your back pocket. Yes. And tell your friends I love you more often than you think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think those are two very important things. Especially the wallet thing. Um, I think it's very... It fucks up your hips. It really does. It it, it unbalances them. I'm a massage therapist. I know this. Immediate difference when you move it. Yeah. Seriously. Tell tell your kids. Tell your husband. It'll make a world of a difference because you're just used to it. But then when you move it, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not supposed to feel like how I've been feeling. And it's a world of a difference. Yeah. Um, So raise your kids right, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Wallet. Where... Um, where, In their pocket. Front yeah, yeah, I keep my yeah, front pocket right, right now. Yeah, I feel I, like also wallets are going to be moot sooner than later. Probably yeah, when my probably. kids are older, they're everything's probably going to be like a digital thing. True. Like, oh, yeah. it's all going to be on phones. It's yeah. all going to be on a wallet phone yeah, or a phone, right. like an Apple Wallet phone. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be all be on your phone. I'm just going to. I want to pay for something. I got to pull out my phone. Is this like a but, future? Yeah, is that I don't know. Person? It was a British one. For a pull it off my phone. <laughs> uh, sorry, I gotta pay for this Snickers bar with a phone, and then I'm, it's not even a real Snickers; it's an E Snickers. I'm, I'm seeing like someone from like Georgia with like a Ray Bans <laughs> and like just neon pink. Colors. I'm gonna put on my E blue blockers. Make sure all those UVs don't get into my precious papers because there ain't no ozone layer. We're in the future, not y'all. <laughs> All the Pokemon are dead. <laughs> oh, um, thanks, thanks to global warming. They're not all dead. They're just all ghost Pokemon. <laughs> all um, but yeah, and I think uh, it came at a, a really crucial time that kind of helped. And I'm not saying Magic Mike or or maybe they did. Magic Mike and Kid Cudi helped men talk about you know mental health and help everybody realize that it's important. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think it was something along those lines. And I think it came out. Uh, near Robin Williams's uh, passing as well, so oh. I think it was all like, "Hey, we need to check on each other more." Right. Um, in the critical circles that I followed, this film was is revered as an example of masculine, a positive masculinity. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. there are so many movies that are so concerned with perpetuating the strength narratives. Fast and, and Furious. 
Uh, most definitely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so many of these Western narratives where we have to conquer everything, the fact that this movie solves all of its major tensions within the first hour and then is basically just a plotless thing that you're still enthralled by mm-hmm. where you're still going what's happen- What's going to happen next how are these characters going to continue to be excellent because that's where the main dramatic tension is uh, post convenience store scene great scene it's, yeah. a, it's <sighs> a great scene James would you bother to describe let me describe James, could you describe sure. the, so, the convenience store scene uh, for anyone that might not have seen it? Sure. Big Dick Richie <laughs> is... Uh, who, do, who do we have? We've got Magic Mike Lane. Yeah. We've got Big Dick Richie. Yeah. We've got Tito. We've got Ken. Tarzan. Tarzan. <laughs> I think you mean Ernest. Ernest. That's right. It's great. Uh, so Big Dick Richie <laughs> is arguing with Magic Mike about, uh, you know, because Mike wants to change up the routine. But they've been doing these routines for years, yeah. and it kills, it crushes, and but really, Big Dick Richie doesn't want to be a fireman. Yeah, he's, he's been scared doing, of fire. He has a phobia he of fire. Fearful of it. So <laughs> it's it's so cute. It's so cute. It's really it's really cute. Cute. Do you even like? Do you even want to be a firefighter? What? No. No. Why? Aren't uh, you afraid of fire? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Phobia. <laughs> what What are you? Uh, I'm a man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then they go to a convenience store. Oh, they, where t- they take Molly. I was about to yeah, say, like, yeah, we, we're Molly. forgetting that they're on oh, Molly right, right now. And it's a, it's yeah, a cut to, right. like, 54 minutes later. Oh, that's such a great cut, <laughs> that too. That is such a good it's cut. It's such a great cut. And then the first shot after that is like Joe Manganiello just grinding his teeth <laughs> and sitting up and just like, I've got it. I've got it. I'll, I'll just propose to him. I'll go out in the audience and, like, really get him. Yes. And, like, we'll go through the whole ceremony. And then and it's really great. Uh, but then they stop at a convenience store and uh, uh, Magic Mike is telling Big Dick Richie listen if no one else look at that you're a who are you and it's a male entertainer and uh, points at the convenience store lady and he's like listen all you have to do is make her smile she never looks like she's smiled in her life mm-hmm. and if you can't do it man if you can't do it no one can he's like okay I'll do it so he walks in the convenience store and he's so awkward and shy it's Adorable. Uh, but then Backstreet Boys comes on. <laughs> I want it that way. Which is, in his words, the only yeah. uh, good boy band that came out for him. <laughs> so. Uh, so then he starts like casually like just start dancing to it. And then he like does this like little like a uh, little puppy dog like look back like uh, are you looking? Are you looking at me, convenience store lady? Are you um, looking at me? She's not. But then he grabs some Cheetos <laughs> and he fucking <laughs> rips that shit open and he gets her attention and then just lights up the scene. And at the end, you know what? She smiles and laughs. He also grabs a bottle of Aquafina, unscrews and he pours it. it. Oh yeah, on himself. Well, and he first does it. Yeah, and pours it on him. <laughs> And then he takes off his shirt and goes down grinds and then pops up to the counter and goes, how much for the Cheetos and water? Oh, God. I would have died. I would have literally died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. It's she, such a great scene. And Joe Manganiello is so... They bother to play the darn thing in wide shots. And I know. it's so funny. It's jo- so good. And I got to say, Joe Manganiello might be one of my 
favorite people of all time. Oh, right, yeah, he's great. He plays he's D&D. Wonderful. He plays D&D. He plays D&D. And he's so hot. He was uh, <laughs> in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Uh-huh. I mean, what, not yeah. so, he was the original Flash. Um, what? Yeah, he's he Flash Thompson. Thompson. What? Yeah, he's Flash Thompson. What? Um, yeah, he was Flash Thompson. Are you kidding me? He was, he was Flash, Flash Thompson. Thompson. Uh, <laughs> was he Flash Thompson? Yeah, I think he was Flash, Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson, that's Rainey's right. Sam Raimi's. Guys, yeah. shut up. This guy is a beautiful if, specimen. If you look at the two differences, you're like, wow. Talk about a glow up. <laughs> it's not. He wasn't ugly in 2001. It's just, wowza, you got hot. Yeah. That, that's yeah. all that happened. Yeah, um, he, he got He got hot. And uh, but yeah, he's great. And they asked him recently, uh, "Hey, what what's something you'd really like to work on?" He's like, "I just really want to be Craven and Spider Man, man." And I was like, "Oh, you're fucking perfect for Craven. You're just yeah." And yeah. he's married to Sophia. Oh, so, I know. I mean, he like he said it in the universe that like he thought she was so beautiful and he'd want to be married to someone like that, and like oh. it happened. What? That's the power. Like he said that like that. her like I yeah. I want to be with her and like. He might be candidate for perfect human, right? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. he's Him and so Ryan Reynolds. he's so adorable in this movie. Two thousand one, two thousand one Spider Man, uh, uh, Joe Manganiello. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like when you when oh you see God, him, yeah. your face was priceless. He's he's not ugly, but and God, a, what a glow what? up! I mean, the years help. The We're gonna yeah. have to post that on social. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, it doesn't even look like him. Let me see. No. Let me see. Look. Wow. That's not him. That's insane. The fashion. It's the beard. It's the beard. He also got got gray in his hair, too. And he also got the hair grow out. Guys, he got like jacked. Yeah. Like he's all, he's already in like pretty good shape, but like he got. He, he, he continued to get like, like fit. Um, I the first time I saw him was True Blood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he played that werewolf that loved Sookie Stuck. Yeah. I I was, I loved True Blood and then it let me down. I want to fast forward very quickly to Get the, the voice end. of the people. Sam. Oh, no. I let, let's just what much like mu- so much like good. the Kings of Tampa. So, so too do we stick to the plan uh and we're just going to have to well, they're driving to uh they're they're driving to what is it? Myrtle Beach? Myrtle, yeah, Myrtle Beach. Beach. Myrtle yeah. Beach for the stripper convention. Yep. One last ride. I don't One know last if anyone ride. knows that. They're going to do it right. Uh, so they take a whole bunch of Molly. Uh, Ken has them hold hands and try and pray that their energy is together. Uh, well, they can feel it. Yeah, they can feel it. Oh, can, we're not at that part yet. Okay, so I can't talk about it. Sure. Uh, it happens after. This. Tobias, the driver, is also holding hands with them, and then he <laughs> nods off, and they crash. No, because Ken says, "Everyone, close your eyes." Yeah. yeah. And Tobias. Yeah, closes he closes his, his eyes. eyes. Then he nods off to sleep. Uh, and then they crash. Uh, Tito's. I mean, not off to sleep. He does. He he starts slouching, and then he falls he just, over. He got into the energy, man. Yeah. Uh, and then he's he cra- also on Molly. Yeah. Also, no, no, he said no. <laughs> no, only Tarzan said no. Oh, I thought it's critical. Oh. So, anyways, they crash Tito's Froyo truck, landing uh, Tobias in the hospital because um, he got a grade two concussion. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Mike makes his confession that uh, he needs stripping back in his life. Before that... Because his world is spiraling out of control. Uh, before that, Ken reveals that he's a level three Reiki master. That's right. And this is extremely funny to me specifically because... You're a level five. Uh, nice. There's only level three. Uh, and technically, yeah, I am. I took all the classes. It doesn't mean shit. Uh, two. <laughs> two. Uh, 
it's such a niche thing in the imp- uh, not improv in the massage community. Oh my god, I bet. And yeah. He was just doing it like it's so funny because that's what they do. <laughs> and people act like that. <clears throat> oh, we haven't even talked about the drag show. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that was fun, too. Uh, The drag show, where they're just legitimately excited to be uh, at the drag show. And, and, like, performing. Yeah, Yeah. each one of them goes to perform and trying to be the best queen that they can. And it's uh, it's not played as a a gay panic joke, but rather just look at how fabulous these guys could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is so lovely. Um they go to drag show uh, they fight on the beach wake up yeah. at the beach that's when we find out that Big Dick Richie's uh, Big Dick is potentially a little bit too big yeah because yeah. he hasn't had actual sex in five months because and he quotes anytime a girl sees it they go uh, how about just a blowjob or handjob and stuff mm-hmm. yeah and he's looking for his glass slipper and he is looking for it. he deserves his glass he slipper. does <laughs> Uh, but then, any, anyways, all of the things that I already talked about happen. Uh, Tobias is in the hospital, so they got to find someone to go and see Uh-oh. their stripper convention. And Mike has an idea. So they go to one Dame Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, she, shit. Is she Dame? Uh, she I knighted? Whenever yeah. I was still going to the draft house, I went to a mag- Rowdy Magic Mike XXL screening. I actually went twice. Nice. Uh, but the second one was not nearly as fun as the first one because sure. the first one was at capacity. No. Oh, wow. Oh, God, yeah. Awesome. It was at the Alamo Draft House. Um, I'm genuinely curious. South of the, the Southern Slaughter. Slaughter. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, in a huge one. And I got like one of the last seats available. I'm genuinely, genuinely curious. Was there a healthy amount of men? I didn't see anyone. Oh, man. Men, um, well, men will give themselves permission to go see it. Yeah, that's why I was curious. Uh, because right? they're like, I can't see this because people will think I'm gay. Yeah. Hands down. Or no, or I think also, it's not that. I think it's also insecurities of themselves. Like, my yeah. husband, I could tell, was like, you're watching that smut. And like, you Whoa. know, like, as like a joke. But I could tell, like. He probably was wondering, like, oh, do I think that they're more attractive than him because oh, they're in shape yeah, and that they true. can dance and, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it comes from an insecurity I, thing for some people. Most definitely you could have yeah. that, but... Because uh, my husband is, like, he's very secure with himself, mm-hmm. except in a certain kind of, like, once, like, I think it's a celebrity thing. Yeah. Like, people uh, that are on, like, this higher status, like... If we're comparing and contrasting, like if I make a joke about Chris Evans, he's like, whatever, you know, Aww. like I think it's a, you got a little envy, you yeah. know what I mean? But so. whereas Chris Evans ripped bod, yeah, I think that that might like the way that it's revealed in Captain America, the first Avenger, it's a way to like he's done it. He's finally defeated weakness and now he is strong as opposed to I think the way that their bodies are shot in this movie. It's never necessarily aggressive it's never necessarily going look at these adonises uh oh, they yeah. are um I, I perhaps i'm just trying to project too much optimism from it but it, it, compared to like superhero movies where there's always that one shot mm-hmm. of seeing that lead actor and you're going whoa it's not sexual apps. it's yeah. not yeah. sexual yeah. whatsoever for, it's for, about power yeah mm-hmm. and i think that's where a lot of it comes from and then i think with this film the men have power because of the 
because of the love they have for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all about love. And the love for that they have for the audience and the women that they're entertaining and the women they want to make goddesses, which mm-hmm. was such a big theme yeah. in this whole yeah. film. Well, there's that part where they're driving uh, the strippers back to... <laughs> Uh, Donald Glover's character Andre is driving the Donald stripper. Glover's in this he is I was, so great I was shocked and when Will, I saw <laughs> I was so happy Will's I love him. my favorite I love I him I love him so much I want to be him let's double back to that uh, but there's that part where they're driving somewhere I forget exactly uh, but Donald Glover is taking them back to a hotel or someplace oh no they're taking them they're to taking that, that yeah uh, that house. And Andre house. is going, honestly, if my, if my EP takes off, mm-hmm. I'm probably still going to be doing this to the side because I, I get to meet girls every mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. and all they want is just to be listened to. Yeah. And I get to provide that. Yeah. I get yeah. to provide. That's all they That's all they need. That's such a great moment. Yeah. Especially I liked that scene. I liked that with, scene a lot. Uh, going back to the heart, like, how many guys do you think actually fucking think that? Aaron? But can't, well... But like, don't express that because it's weak. Oh, I, I read woman. poetry, so I find <laughs> no. I, I'm very in touch with my. Because nice. like y'all were talking about all that, and like I guarantee you, if Kaylee just started talking about Jason Momoa, I'd be like, girl, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's my past. And he's just, my past. He's my yeah. past, and she's like, no, he's mine. I'm like, no, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> he's mine. Let's let's be real quick on a minute for that. But yeah, I, I think it is just like. It, it's a very sensitive movie, Magic yeah, Mike yeah. XXL. And it's... Mm-hmm. Did I throw an extra X in there? I'm sorry. It's just two X's. XXL. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's extra sensitive. And I, I think that part makes men uncomfortable, too. Like, oh, women don't want that. Like, I, they don't want to be heard like people. That, that, it's just a weird... I, it's... It's a weird dynamic where we're at. We're just like, everybody's like, no, this is a very truthful, honest mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. And the other side is just like, nope. Yeah. dumb. Nope. Uh, why are they breaking stuff with their muscles? Yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk about male gaze about men real yes. quick. Right? I wanted to do that. Yeah. Even, yeah. even, please do. Take uh, the floor, Sam. No, no, you start. Oh, sure. Play, yeah. Because this is directed by a man, so this is still a male gaze at men. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, so often, a man's body will be it will be ripped and chiseled, but at the same time, there will be some demonstration of strength. Right. So a woman is allowed to leer at a man's body uh, that it, in a movie that is directed by a man, but at the same time, in that same shot where the woman is leering at the man, that man is doing something that demonstrates some sort of strength, like chopping wood. Yes, as opposed to this film where it's you just letting the bodies just be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will accept that. I guess there's athleticism that is paired with that very often. Um, but that for That's some, still even not sexualized. It, that much. It, it, it feels different to me. And no. what do you mm-hmm. think, Sam? Uh, I don't know. Um, I feel like. <sighs> It's hard not to compare it to Hustlers right now because, <laughs> like, it. I think it's fair. No, it's because not. I, I, I just saw Hustlers like last week, and um, it rem- <laughs> like they go hand in hand a little bit with the way that these characters feel about one another. So Hustlers is not; it's like a film about strippers, but it's really like it's not it's not a heist film, but it, it's it's a crime film, and um, I mean they're doing bad things and. In those films where it's all, it's usually like, it's boiler room, you know, all those like Wall Street money, all that stuff. Films like that that's filled with men, Mm. it's always about power. 
um, who comes out on top and everyone's yeah. willing to kind of cut each other in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just who's the top dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, there's not even like real friendships. And Hustlers, it is like such true friendship. And it's about it's about just taking down the big man. That's what it's about. It's about taking down the big man and making a name for yourself. And like, and I think that like with Hustlers, what I, and like with Magic Mike XXL, I, I feel like it's just like, it's a friendship and the cinematography is like similar when it comes Mm -hmm. to like the choreography with the stripping Mm -hmm. because Hustlers was filmed, was directed by a woman and I didn't feel like women were being, you know, like. Uh, I mean, that, yeah, that's an even trickier balance to do uh, because, well, yeah, it's a novelty that you would watch male strippers in mm-hmm. a mainstream film, mm-hmm. but it's even more of a novelty to watch a female director be shooting strippers in what sounds like a non-leery way. It's it's, it's beautiful. It's like beautifully done. All of like the shots are you you look at these women and you're looking at them as these powerful beings and not sexual beings. Um, They're using their sexual sexuality to gain, but you're also seeing the like the the real humans that they are like in the strip club. You Mm -hmm. you hear their little conversations back and forth. And I don't know. I think with, I think with both films, they, they are able to show these characters just like who they are in the moment doing their thing and there's not if anything i feel like it's just like kind of uplifting one another um with especially like when we're watching magic mike guys do their thing we're watching the people who are also watching them mm-hmm. and enjoying each other yeah. and like, and like yeah. enjoying think, the entertainment i think of that all. helps too. like you know yeah. yeah like they see we're seeing in those white shots like all of the women like oh my god you know <laughs> yeah. they're enjoying themselves but also and enjoying themselves yeah yes, watching yeah. that um there's just so many women that are like literally just being themselves and in, in the, the moment, moment. Yes. it's so oh, yes. so good I love and i love and i loved those scenes especially the one in the house whatever yes. yeah. which we were getting to the house yeah. in savannah that jada pinkett smith is the dame of yeah mm-hmm. to go back to my draft house story seeing at the route <laughs> seeing at the rowdy magic mike xxl i'm sorry screen. i think i differed in us on that one sorry <laughs> that's okay all of this is valuable thank you Kelly. you're welcome thank you thank you Kelly. <laughs> Uh, but Jada Pinkett Smith is she might have deserved a nomination for best supporting actress yeah. okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm with you because like, yeah. in the rest of the movies Jada. that she's done she's good but this one she, she is, had so much fun in this she Holy is cow. such an alpha yes yeah. the, f- the first she commands the screen the first time that you see Jada she's per- just framed in the doorway then just walks up to Channing and just immediately starts making out with them then I think says something like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> what a power move. It's <laughs> so great. So in that screening, whenever Jada Pinkett Smith would show up, there was a woman in the theater uh, who would just yell, Jada! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It's the only way to... Li- oh. I, I, I mean, she, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is a fine actress, but she is fine. so 
powerful yeah. in this movie. She personally, she's never like I've never been like, oh, I love her. I can't wait to see her. Next yeah, you're film. never craving I'm, to I, yeah. see Niobe ever again. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, there's just not. But this film, she had a such a good time, and it showed. I would like, love to see her audition. Yeah, like I, I just feel like she just like lived in that character. Was yeah. that character, and she just had the best time. I loved her. Yeah, and she's running the stripper house in Savannah. Which is uh, so, which I love that it's like, it, we're starting to see all in these films, these characters that uh, are entrepreneurs in the subscription base. Yeah. Um, how like popular that yeah. is. Uh, because yeah. it's true. Like I'll subscribe to anything. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a subscription and you yeah, sign me up. Um, but like. I am so interested to know if that's like a real thing because yeah. I've never been to a strip club or anything. I've never like yeah. I've never done that before, and and it's always in, it's intrigued me, but I've never just been one to sought it out. But I would be interested to go to that place. We should set that up as a Patreon goal. Yeah, we hundred dollars. That's right. We go to a strip club. Uh, I, I've never been. I, I feel like I'd, I'd break down emotionally. Same. So uh, I have a story. Oh, this uh, sounds like it sounds sad. Oh, I haven't been to a strip club. You haven't been to a strip club. James, have you been to a strip club? I've been to a strip club. Oh. Uh, so my... F- I'm going to uh, wait on the applause until James <laughs> tells his story. Did you cry? It's okay if you did, because I know I, I would. Did you cry? Did, were you a little crybaby? Did you cry? <laughs> no. Because no. I know I would. And that's like... I've, it's weird. That's my genuine response when someone's like, yeah, I've been to a strip club. Like... Did you cry? Like, how'd you, like, how'd you feel? Because I'm like, I know. That's what I, I say about like, people when they go to a gun range. Did you cry? Because I did. Uh, so my friend worked at a strip club. Nice. He was a driver. Uh, Wait, a driver? A driver for the shuttle. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Like to and from the airport. I'm assuming that's uh, the only thing that's a driver. Express. Well, so hotel they might have to drive this? drunk. Yo. Okay. So he's like the, the Uber shuttle. He's the Uber. He's the Uber. Uh, okay. Was the Uber Uber? He has a different job now. Uh, anyway, so for whatever reason, uh, I had to like get a ride from him uh, after his shift. So Real quick, that's gonna be a rough job. Yeah, oh, because like was. with an Uber, you don't know if they're gonna be like tipsy. He but if they're coming stories, from a strip club, let me tell you, it's oh, crazy. I bet. That's anyway about me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, he's like, yeah, 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 just go in the club and wait for me. I'm like, uh, 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 okay. and I'm from Ohio. Bowling Green, Ohio. Unbelievable. (laughs) Single episode. Uh, Anyway, so my Midwest in me said, don't look at anyone. You'll disrespect them all. Good call. That's safe. So I look down at the ground, and I just stand in the corner. And then a dancer walks up and says, are you some kind of racist? I'm like, uh, what? No, no, I'm not. Uh, uh, mm." And then I just stood there for another five minutes. James, stop. Oh, my God. So that's my strip club story. Boy, I bet you wish you hadn't applauded, Aaron. I, re- uh, I kind of feel like we have to go to one just for it to be like I, erase that's that memory. Fine. I'm fine. What? Can I put that on the card? Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, know mom, I know your mom like looks at our content. Uh. So well, she's going to learn something about James' fight. Oh, man. Well, you know what? I... I don't judge anyone who goes to a strip club. Yeah, I, don't I, don't want, I didn't want to disrespect anyone. But like you know, that's their that's their job, and they they're there to make money, and, and they're there know, for it, people to see them. It's and a to, legitimate job. Yeah, yeah. 
But like, like my so thing the, is, with so me, there is no disrespect when you, you when you if you do ever go back to a strip club. Right. So I felt bad for not looking because then I disrespected her and the rest of the dancers. <clears throat> It's all like a double yeah. sword right there. But yeah, it, it's I I don't but buddy yeah if you if you go to strip clubs right on but at the same time like I would just have a nervous breakdown. I don't want to go back. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go. But would it's you want to would you want to go back to that house in Savannah and talk about Donald Glover in this yes. movie? I would like to do that. Uh, Donald Glover is great and I love him and Derek Comedy is literally one of the reasons why it got into comedy. Uh, so Donald Glover plays a cute little boy named Andre. Yeah. Uh, who wears a little cute little hat and he's got a cute little jacket. Yeah. With no shirt on underneath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is so hot. Goddamn and talented. He's very talented. Yeah. He, oh. I, he's the only one that doesn't, he's the only cute boy that doesn't strip in the movie. But he takes off his jacket. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, but he's not grinding on things. No. no. Uh, he does something different. Even though Donald Glover could probably definitely keep up with the rest oh. of the crew. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a fantastic sure. dancer. Uh, and uh, he basically pulls a Wayne Brady and just makes up a song on the spot. God, how great is Wayne Brady? Uh, 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 15 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Wayne yeah. Brady, probably the greatest comedian of all time. I think we can all agree. I'd be yeah. down with that. Yeah. 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 Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. He's on uh, my top uh, four for Letterboxd. Yeah, it's Wayne Brady, uh, Brando, Gene Hackman, uh, De Niro, <laughs> yep. Pacino. But Wayne Brady, like, just at top. Top of the crop. Top of the crop. He's so just, then they end up at Megan's house. Oh, you're not going to talk about his... his. You're not going to sing Caroline? I don't James? remember. I don't That's great. Oh, there, I, I do... Are you, can I, you sing Caroline? I do, I do in the car regularly. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's something that he does that is really sexy to me. Uh, which is everything? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Whenever he uh, he walks down the stairs, which is incredible. I've never seen that before. <laughs> ten out of ten. Uh, but he he pulls Caroline. Uh, he's looking for a sad girl tonight, and to make them feel good. And he pulls Caroline out from the crowd, uh, and he goes to the chair and he says, "Would you mind sitting in this chair for me? It's just ask. Just I know. A- ask ask her. permission for that." Which it's just a tiny thing of just I let me be in deference to you. You are in charge of this. You mm-hmm. you are in control. Uh, and uh, he asks, "What's your favorite thing?" Just that question. And she goes, "Alcohol." Then he goes, "Alcohol." All right. Well, that's alcohol. <laughs> and then just makes up a lovely rap song uh, about just about her and just making her feel good. Uh, yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's so the, the whole sequence is incredible. I love that whole house because, like, it had something for everyone. First yeah. off, it had Michael Strahan, yeah. which was shocking. I don't know Michael why that shocked me so much <laughs> to see him. Michael in Strahan picking up an overweight woman, mm-hmm. and it's, mm-hmm. it's clear that she's just having the time of her life. Oh my yeah. God, yes. He's a Texas boy, by the way. Michael is he really? Yes, ma'am, he is. Went to I Texas Southern University. I did not know that. He, uh, he, is, he is acrobatic yes. in this film. Yes. Um, I mean, they. Pretty much all are. Um, well, not as acrobatic as Channing, who pumps up two women yep. so he can push himself up mm-hmm. and grind into both of them That's at the right. same time. Like, and lays on both of them. What an athlete. It's yeah. incredible. Well, like, those uh, women are athletes, too. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was thinking, I was like, do they have the core strength? Right. <laughs> yeah. Apparently so. It's, it's thrilling. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but anyways, they go to Andy McDowell's house because uh, 
Tito hooked up with one of them on on the beach. Nice. One of their daughters. One yeah. of their daughters. Yes, and they walk into uh, I, ladies' I night. Ladies' night. Yeah, absolutely. It's a ladies' night. It was a divorce divorcee night of just kind of getting together, having some wine, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just talking shit about their exes and you know but then there what i really liked oh what i really loved what you really love sam was when the, so the two two of those older women um and when i say older i just mean they're older than the young women like um 200 years old like 250 years um <laughs> it's weird it goes into a Andy McDowell, she is a vampire though she has not aged what it did she do she, um she, she is, is drank the fountain movie. of youth um, she's great in this movie but like they uh so they have is so the what two of the women are not divorced and um they and one of them was just talking about how like her and her husband haven't made love without the light yes oh my god like that made me so sad and i was just like oh god and yeah. um and she was just so like um like honest about it and like really vulnerable in that moment and then uh ken starts telling her how wonderful she is and like you need to tell him what you want and like it was you deserve to be worshipped you you deserve to be worshipped and then and if he can't provide that to you then you're having you're gonna have a problem yes oh so many things he were just so lovely and things that she needed to hear that i think that like her friends could have said Mm -hmm. but like it it was just not something that was getting to her to the bone like and he did and then the whole just like her talking about the song Heaven, oh, and, and then he starts sing. singing, and he start and he starts doing his thing yeah. with her in this intimate living room, and it's just like, it's so it's yeah. so lovely, yeah. and like so I couldn't help but just think about touch, just touch on a basic human level, because right? be- touch between men, no, every, every single touch that is coming from a man. It's hypersexual. Yeah. Uh, perhaps I'm just making a gross overstatement, but I, I feel like that's how men are conditioned to live. If yes. you are touching another human being, it, it's for sex. It, it's outrageously really? vulnerable. Yes. It's something that is that's very how you sexual. feel as a man. I'm that deeply, like, I'm deeply yeah. uncomfortable with uh, touching people. I'm deeply uncomfortable uh, with being touched. I I will give hugs. I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but if I like, I'm a touchy person. I touch people's arms when I talk to them. I probably should reel it back. It's gotten worse with age. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like, hi, how are you? Stranger, <laughs> like just uh, helping them. For the <laughs> listener, Sam just kind of glommed onto Aaron like a spider monkey. That's <laughs> <laughs> great, Sam. How are you? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Well, I, that's it. That's just interesting to know that that's how you guys have. Have I mean have you felt like that though? Uh, like from, I, okay, it's real weird because I'm very like my family dynamic was really strange. My dad's a florist and a, and a tailor. Uh, my mom was really into boxing and oh, so uh, like, powerlifting. So the the stereotypical roles right. were switched. Yeah, to a certain mm-hmm. like I remember watching boxing with my mom, um, and my parents were real on the dynamic of. And especially for me, because in South Texas, we're not very, you know, tall and big. It's mostly Hispanic people, which are generally smaller. See, So um, I couldn't play football growing up until high school. Yeah. I couldn't play like any like of the rough and tough sports because they were like, hey, you're a little sturdier than everybody. So it's really hard for you. So when you play aggressive, you're kind of like, 
you know. You're really bringing them down. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of like Ferdinand the Bull. Like I, I had to be a little bit more gentle with everybody. So with me, and we were a very huggy, touchy family. Like when I played basketball, you know, all the other uh, guys were, parents were like, you got to get back on defense, box out and blah, blah, blah. And I would go and my mom's like, you having fun? Is it good out there for you? Like, are, are, do, you, do you want more minutes? I can talk to coach. I'm like, no, it, it's fine. Like, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. But, like, it, it was a very strange dynamic. So, with me, I'm a very touchy, mm-hmm. huggy person. Um, now, growing up, I have, like, noticed some personal space where I'm like, hey, let's 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 watch out. But at the same time, like, if you bring in that same energy, I'm all for it. Like, like I love that. But at the same time, that's just, I think, was my upbringing where we're all in each other's faces. We were a yeah. very loud, touchy, huggy family. So, with me, like, and I understand where some men are like, no, like, and especially, like, I, I don't want to make someone uncomfortable. I can read energy really well. So if I'm making you uncomfortable, I'm like, all right, cool. We don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to hug you. I can yeah. handshake, yeah. high five, whatever you want. Yeah, so maybe reframing that discussion of perhaps myself, and I'll speak for James, because I think we have very similar upbringings. Yes. And the only reason I got through is because I went to massage school. Sure. Where oh, really, yeah. On yeah. the first day, they're like, if you plan on having sex with your clients, leave. So they desexualized touch immediately. And then 95% wow. of the class just ran yeah, out. Just ran out. <laughs> I think we just and James was like, I'll stay. And it was James and some other guy just named Reynold? <laughs> Ryan? No, just Reynold. Yeah, he oh. was, was a mono name. Anyway, so <laughs> the reason I got desensitized and like destigmatized was literally just because it was my job. Yeah. Was, uh, it's been my job for five years. So like, I can turn it on and off. Of just like, oh no, this isn't uh, sexy touch. It's just mm-hmm. touch. Yeah, uh, it's touch with a purpose, especially. Oh yeah, like when you're doing massage, absolutely. like yeah, there's a like yeah. there's a there's a healing to exactly. it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like my husband when I met his family, they all hugged and kissed me on the cheek, and that was weird to me because yeah. um, yeah. even though I was brought up in Texas and we're pretty touchy feely, yeah. but like we never like kissed each other on the cheek. That was mm-hmm. not a thing. Yeah, it's uh, definitely like. Uh, something I feel like uh, he's from Connecticut um, I don't know they're more waspy yeah. so they just don't scream at each other oh. they just passive aggressively do things oh that's weird but but they're very loving physically like uh, mm-hmm. you know hugs and kisses and you know stuff like that so I think that's because I feel like my husband doesn't feel that way. So I, it's interesting okay. to know. So that let that's me how reorient you know. <laughs> the discussion. I'm the only one that thinks that. T- no, no, no. <laughs> I grew up thinking the same way. Yeah. The only reason was literally because of the field I chose to go into. Sure. Yeah. And I think that if there was, because I just learned later in life just the power of touch yeah. and that can provide you with an emotional intimacy as opposed to something that is trying to achieve. Uh, means, quote unquote. Uh, Aaron put like super suggestive quotes. Oh, the one. Uh, there, gotcha. Thanks. Um, and then going back to the movie, Ken being able to provide that it's a very non-sexual. Just let me be here for so you. Loving. Touch that yeah. for someone in that position that is just emotionally needing to just probably get that from a stranger yeah. that is also wanting nothing in return. Just let me be here for you. How many times have we just seen that in a movie between a man and a woman, a man and an older woman, and a man that is not looking for any sexual gratification? Just let me be here for you. Oh, I loved it. A yeah. plus. So much. One of the best movies of the decade. <laughs> Especially because I, I... That's why I like Something's Gotta Give. Uh, yeah, Keanu yeah. Reeves. Oh, Keanu's so good in that movie. So but good. <laughs> what, what I think this this movie is great at is, and it's gonna sound it might sound cliche and it might sound dumb, but 
it's just about being human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's just touch, like the word touch. It's not sexual. It's not, there's no intent to it. It's just touch. It's just mm-hmm. everybody, just some sort of, you know, means needs touch. We need that gratification. We need to be listened to. We need to be heard. You know, it, it's it's one of those things that it's ba- it's basic humanity. It's it just really that, that's is. all we want. That's all that's all we need as, as human beings. And, and it really kind of puts things in a perspective of like, hey, slow down, just be with it, man. There's the uh, I got a, the line where Andy McDowell's just looking at all the male entertainers, and she goes, Ooh, "If you were back in my day," and then Big Dick Richie goes, "Ma'am, uh, I'd still say it's your day." And then they Aww, fuck with yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Annie McDowell is laying out some major thirsty energy yeah, the whole like, time. God, they yeah. all walk in and all of the women are just kind of like, whoa, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I love I loved that scene so yeah. much. Uh, this really is just a great movie. It's a really good, the more we talk it's, about it's it. It's like it's I love it when a film knows what it is yeah. and yeah. revels in what it is. It's not only is it a friendship movie, it's also a road trip movie. Yeah. yeah. I love road Hell trip yeah. movies so much. It's just you're getting there to your goal. That's oh. all you're doing in the misadventures along the way. And yeah, but also the misadventures don't feel like hijinks. The misadventures are just like, here's here's another chance. Because usually what happens in road trip movies is here's yet another series of hijinks for these characters to fail at yeah, that exactly. will add more attention yeah. as opposed to the hijinks and this movie which is well there's here's another, a, here's another, another way for these characters to succeed and prove how great they are and to dance yeah. like yeah. literally yeah. just to dance which is great and the it's time. Like, the choreography is so good uh, at the same time uh boy this and movie's now great now we're at the convention we are we're we're finally there and they go to check in and who's there to check them in elizabeth banks elizabeth banks <laughs> <laughs> sam Rita Repulsa herself, James. <laughs> I know! It's Rita! I. First off, I love Elizabeth Banks as this character but, so much. But, I am not a fan of Elizabeth Banks anymore. Oh, anymore? Could you elaborate? Okay. Uh-oh. It's just like, I think it's more of a. I, I love her. She uplifts women all of the time especially in the comedy world with hoo ha ha and everything like i i i do legitimately respect her she works hard she writes she directs she executive produces she's really there and it, so much of it is the support of women in film so that's what i love about her but, but they're recently with charlie's angels uh-huh. they got i guess they got bad reviews yeah um after it came oh, out after yeah. it got released and she she wrote a tweet that I liked what she wrote she has she's like well you, you know you make a flop something 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 it was it was humorous but still uplifted her film mm-hmm. but then I read an interview somewhere that she was blaming it on the men like oh. the men that come to see films yes didn't she not do not quote me she said along I the lines I can't. of uh you just don't like women as the male le- as the leads or something like that I, yeah i can't remember exactly what it was but it yeah. was a lot of like pointing the finger at men yeah. which i like i'm i'm i don't like that like i don't like that but I'm, i i kind of agree cuz 
I've watched Charlie's Angels, and I know that I've talked to people about the movie, and I really like the movie, and I love Kristen Stewart in that movie, and it's consistently been met with a, oh, you like the Charlie's Angels movie? I think it's Why? Just, I think it's always marketed wrong. Yeah. Um, I think it's also toxic masculinity. Yeah. That's yeah. really yeah. the issue. Well, that happened with Captain Marvel, too. Oh, God, I Captain... I know so many men that are like, the movie was dumb. Yeah. But- why? Uh, did, uh, uh, just, did they go dumb. see Wonder Woman? Yeah. Because of the way she's dressed uh-huh. yeah. and the way she looks. I, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it's like. But then they're like, yeah, but I like Buffy. It's like. That, sure, she's okay. bisexual. <laughs> she has power, yeah, but like. Uh, it's, it's just it's the way people were brought up it's you know why they want to go to the movies also the movie was marketed wrong like that's yeah. a huge huge issue the yeah. fact that I saw Charlie's Angels on literally every sponsored ad on my Instagram and Facebook and I never have pressed anything to make me think that I should watch Charlie's Angels mm. but it's because I'm a woman and of a certain age like that's why they targeted me but why aren't they targeting other people that aren't in that demographic? Because right. it doesn't work with the with the cash and blah blah blah. It's yeah. just it's a big old mess. Like people didn't even know that Booksmart came out in theaters. Oh, which they was would a it, shame. Which is a huge shame. This is an amazing film yeah. and an amazing so feat for a first for a, like feature director. Oh, like, yeah, it's like what? super bad, but. Better, yeah. so much better than super bad. Well, it, oh yeah, my yeah, god! It's, but, but they're also on, on. Do it. I feel like it's on a different spectrum too. It's a different spectrum. Yeah. It's queer friendly. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like it's every, It's there's just so much more. It's and it's evolved as well. Like the kids that are like, you know, the popular like shitty kids are also highly intelligent. Yeah, I love that. That would not but, have happened like, in two thousand. No, yeah, no, no, no. That, sure. No, we need to have those lines, you right. know. And but now everything is so uh, just it's all on a spectrum and I love it. And that's what Booksmart like just delved into it. Oh, why how do we get here? Oh Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Banks. So like I'm having some issues with sure. the way that she's taking things because she's done it kind of a little bit before. Like I don't, I don't want to ever be a man hater. Like that is never some. I don't want to be on that world. But like I will say, things have happened with me, especially because as an actress in this realm, it just happens. And I don't look a certain way, so I'm not going to be chosen uh, over oh. someone else who looks a certain way. Like, I, like this just recently happened to me where I went out to LA, met with two managers through friends, two, two, you know, and um, you know, I have a big resume and I have good credits, and you know, we have a great meeting. Like, it's an hour long. And I leave and I don't get signed by either of them. But one of them I felt really, really great about. And then I have a friend who he's kind of newer in the industry. He doesn't have that many credits. He does study. He works hard. I love him. He is incredibly attractive. Highly attractive. And he got (laughs) he got he got signed he got signed in the meeting. He got signed oh in the meeting. Oh my gosh. And he and like when I left, he was like, Tell me you got signed. I was like, No. And I have years of experience of credits. I have like a, a small following and like everything. And like I'm not I'm not I'm not a bombshell. And that happens. Like I'm not on a certain caliber. 
I go in for 40-year-old roles. I go in for roles that I would have an 18-year-old child because I don't, I'm not hot. I'm a nice looking person. I'm average, but I'm not on a scale. Like you should read some of the breakdowns. Attractive, but not unattainably so. Is a what? is a breakdown I get often. What? <laughs> like, Holy can shit! Can I give you a hug? No, okay. I, because I'm used to it, that's and bullshit, like it it is. But that's the entertainment world. It's slowly, slowly, and creeping towards a change. But to have that change, you have to have allies, and you can't have allies if you're just shitting on each other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, like each other up. You cannot have misogyny and man hating goes hand in hand. Yeah. Like you cannot have that. You've got to break that shit apart, and you can break it down and learn to love each other and find common ground. But that takes time. That takes walls being broken down, and it has. And it takes. It takes the the fat person in the movie to yeah. not be the fat schlubby person in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It takes that. It takes the it uh, it takes the woman who is someone like me who is a thirty year old and they don't know how to write thirty year olds because they all like apparently thirty year old women are in this pit of where do they what do they do in this decade what happens to women from 30 to 39 because before they're hot and then after they're moms that is like that you know when those things start to change and we start to see more representation of ourselves on screen i think people will start to be different and they'll go to charlie's angels films yeah but again, I feel like with the, the way that she talked about it, at least in that interview that I read briefly, it just, I didn't like that answer. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it was almost like she's pointing the finger. Maybe it wasn't a good film. I don't know. It looked like it was going to be a fun film. It was really great. I enjoyed like it. Like a much. very, very fun, fun Charlie's Angels. Kristen Stewart looked like she was going to be wild in it, which she, I, she never gets to be too wild, yeah. Yeah. which is awesome. She's, you know, been in the indie world for so long, and I've loved her since before Twilight. I mean, Kristen Stewart has consistently been knocking it out of the park. In her and Robert movies. Pattinson, how, yeah. hello. Yeah. They're having literally a renaissance. And like, yeah. Robert Pattinson gets to go be Batman, and Kristen Stewart gets to be great in Charlie's Angels. And one of those movies is going to be outrageously successful. Right. And then there's Kristen Stewart, who is going to probably consistently have to keep proving herself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she's so good at the Charlie's Angels. And she's so good all the yes. time. Yes, I've said it before. Uh, you mom, have. My That's mom true. says uh, Robert Pattinson smells. So I, <laughs> I feel so like you know she, what? He's British. That makes sense. She, I'm kidding. Um, but like, <laughs> she read a U.S. Weekly article <laughs> that said he smells. Yeah. And if there's one thing my mother's gonna take to her grave, it's that Robert Pattinson <laughs> smells. I'm, I, I, I'm putting him on a pedestal too. I love. So, him. I love them. Only meeting to, to Jingle Bell's Batman smells. Oh. Oh. USA, 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 USA. Okay, so Big Day Richie finals dance is the hottest thing Hold, ever. Let me, let me, <laughs> let let me lay this because let I, me talk about this. I understand, but I have a heck of a segue. I've got a heck of a. Segue. Do I have to bleep out Dick? All the time, every time, every single time. Oh, James, you gotta <laughs> slow down. Okay. Big Dick Richie's oh, big geez. dick energy is so big and dick-like. And <laughs> since my dick just wanna grow. This, this might oh, come good, out Saturday. Not away. So I'm I'm reminded of a piece that the film critic film crit Hulk wrote around the time that this movie was released, and this goes into the ending sequence 
with Big Dick Richie. Thank you. Uh, I'm not bleeping. And this it's a name. Also <laughs> connects with your we have to come together and, and try and boost each other. Because the routine right before the Kings of Tampa go on is Hot Twilight. Yeah. Hot, hot yeah. Twilight. It's so funny. <laughs> no. I fucked that <laughs> <laughs> And Big Dick Richie is like, what's going on? Then runs back to the Kings of Tampa. He's like, a fucking Twilight back here. <laughs> to which uh, Tarzan earnestly replies, tweens have grown up, man. That's what yeah. they like. Yeah. And it then is. Big Dick Richie's like, I guess you're right. I need to change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just instantly, like, he's not even, the joke is that uh, Big Dick Richie is the one that's out of, out of touch and needs yeah. to get with the time. We all have to come together to boost everyone up so we all get something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they perform their custom routines. And what what is what is Big Dick Richie? Dude, okay. Big Dick Richie goes out in the audience, finds his wife, then he proposes to her, and then goes down the aisle. And Andre singing. Uh, while Wayne Andre Brady singing. style. Mm-hmm. Tom Glover's God, He's so human. good. Uh, so then all this is happening. He picks his wife. He goes through the aisle. And then she throws the bouquet. Rice is thrown on him. And they're like all sweet and loving. And then... He just turns and he throws her into a sex dungeon. <laughs> it's so fucking hot. It like, is. The way he was just like on that sex swing and just <laughs> working. Oh my God. Guys. It was very. Holy su- shit. It was surprising. I didn't know that's what the turn was going to be. I know. <laughs> and it, oh, I was so for it. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was for it. Oh, when he like, <laughs> like puts her in there. Oh boy. Oh boy! You, I feel like oh. I should have a reaction video when I watch films because um, <laughs> I I don't hold back. Um, <laughs> You're like of the moment, just oh, I'm you know. like I'm there, I'm yeah. in it, and so every time anything happens, yeah. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> For yeah. the listener, uh, Sam, <laughs> she's currently doing what I can only disguise as a pistachio disguisey turtling akin <laughs> to Master of Disguise. I, had, I watched it with headphones on and had to shut the door to my room. And my husband was like, "You were screaming. Are you okay?" <laughs> I didn't realize how like I was like, "Oh my god!" So many times. Honestly, honestly. Same. Yeah, <laughs> I was, was great. Uh, I'm, pers- I'm a big fan of Tito's routine. Uh, I, yeah, I, I wish it was more open to shop. the audience. That's the one thing. Yeah, more yeah. open to the audience. Yeah. That's I don't know, man. All I, I wanted. I love that. him taking that whipped cream can oh and just spraying it all so over those good. women. <laughs> and they love it. They do love it. They probably didn't love it later on when no, the dairy not. started to yeah, like whipped turtle. cream is off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whipped cream is awful. Uh, and then Ken's routine where he's singing, "How does it feel?" Yeah. Oh, oh. and that was so, oh, so sweet. pretty. Yeah. And then, like, I didn't notice he had a thong on, and and then I did, yeah. and then I noticed they all did. I was like, oh my, this is like we're getting real. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and Tarzan's routine was just fine, but he's got bad knees. Oh, he, the line that the line that Tarzan says right before they go on is, "I haven't felt this nervous since a desert storm." Oh my god! <laughs> and Mike's like, "You, oh. you were in desert storm? Why didn't you tell me about this?" And he goes, "Just never came up." I legitimately <laughs> love Tarzan. Tarzan's so, so good. Much. And I used. Back in the day, 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 I watched WWE for a short time, and nice. I, I was like, why does this man seem familiar to me? Like when I was watching him, and I was like, why does he seem 
like a wrestler I used to like. And he is. I didn't realize that it's Kevin Nash. Yeah, that's okay. It's Big Daddy Diesel. Yeah, I didn't realize. They got so lucky with this ensemble because the first movie is not about the ensemble. Joe Manganiello barely has any lines and everyone else are kind of just flat characters. That's what I thought. When I'm remembering it, I was like, I don't remember all this personality. Yeah, then this movie comes along and Joe Manganiello is far and away next to Channing, the MVP of this movie. Oh, yeah. But Joe Manganiello is kind of a better actor in this movie and I love Channing. I, mm, okay. I've got issues with Channing Tatum. Say it. Say it. He's bad. Yeah. Whoa! He, he's a bad actor. He's a two by four. I will say that I have loved him, though, in 21 Jump Street. Yes. And I loved him in Lucky Logan. Haven't seen it. Well, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's kind of flat, kind of boring, but hey, he supports and he's structural. He's a two That's by four. Yes. He's, he's a two by four. It's, it I, I think it's it's a very naturalistic performance. Yes. Yeah, uh, it is a very in, natural In this movie, which is going to resonate differently. But his flirting with Amber Heard, mm-hmm. is it seems very awkward, but also very real yeah. at the same time. Like, like, uh, like a natural... True awkward. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's more tension that uh fumbling. It, yeah. It's more just like I don't know what to do with my hands. I hope yeah. you still like me though. Me but also, uh, at the same time, at the end of that beach scene, whenever they first meet, he's like, I I know what's going to happen. I I just can't do that. Yeah, because he's wounded. He just oh, wants to. Oh, I love good. that. Yeah, there were like there were thing. I liked the writing. Yeah, he is the same writer for mm-hmm. both films. Yeah, and that's what was weird to me yeah. it seemed like a different writer uh, uh this movie is so much better so much better uh, yeah. uh, and then finally there's magic mike's wonderful mirror routine with uh, malik i believe yeah. one of yeah, the strippers malik. from uh rome's uh st- stripper complex hmm? uh, the guy's name oh, is twitch that's a, that's his real name right yeah his yeah real name. like a nickname i think right nice. yeah. yeah uh and then who's there but amber heard in the front row Naturally. Uh, and then Channing Tatum just wants to make her smile. Mm-hmm. Spoil- he does. Spoiler alert, he does uh, while also doing rad choreography with the <laughs> <Yeah>. mirror. <gasps> and it's great. And it's so good. Uh, yeah, they're like, they have such a good routine together. Him uh, and that um, the yeah. other guy. Oh, so good. Didn't even talk about the first uh, st- stripper sequence where he's making that table leg in the beginning of the movie. Oh, and Tony comes oh yeah. yeah. That one's so I remember so that's good. what you talked about when like you first brought this movie up. And I was like, okay. I whatever. think that was a just... That scene was a trailer. Yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> that it was. Because I remember watching that trailer because I remember hearing about this movie and I went, they're making a sequel to this? And then I remember reading the plot synopsis and I'm like, this is going to be a road trip comedy? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's weird because this the last movie is about heroin addiction. It's so yeah. drastically different. And this one is fun. And it's Gabriel so Iglesias mentions Martine. And uh, Matt Bomber's great. Matt Bomber's great. Adam Rodriguez is great. Kevin Nash is great. Great ensemble. Big Daddy Diesel, man. And like he had like a bit like where he was like the sexy guy in wrestling too. Yeah. So like when he comes back like full circle to do that, I'm like Big Daddy Diesel. Like man, it's just the, the, the whole the cast, the like, and even like like you said, Channing's pretty boring. And but like, he's still lovely. Yeah, like, he's he's in, a delight. Like, I will say it feels like this is Channing Tatum. I feel like I mean this yeah. is like this is a quasi autobiographical. Yeah. Well, the piece. first one, well, the first one was. Yeah. And like, well, you know, Definitely just being a stripper one. was yeah. like the autobiographical part of it. Nothing else with like the crime and drugs. But sure. like um but yeah, like it just seems like when he plays roles like this, this is where he's 
he he does well. Yeah, I, th- yeah. He does uh, well in comedy, and I think. he's so athletically gifted in the oh dance sequences. Yeah. yeah, he's. I mean, he's a phenomenal dancer. Whenever, yeah. whenever he first starts dancing in that first sequence with the table leg, it's shocking. Oh my god! Yeah, like he, he goes down the table, like just, slides yeah, down. I'm just yeah. like, my god! How Even is that just possible? him getting out of the chair, he does that neck swivel, and then suddenly, within like a half a second, he's suddenly completely up uh, and mm-hmm. dancing immediately. It's incredible. Honey, what's his biz, first big break? Was it? No, it's She's the Man. Oh, yeah. oh. She's Wait, funny. I feel like there was something before She's the Man, though. I think that's when he started to get noticed, but there was something else I thought. Oh, something Romeo else. and Julie. Was that one? Am I making that up? Yeah. Wasn't there like some kind of like Romeo? There, there is a play called Romeo and Julia. No, I never heard of it. <laughs> well, that um, is <laughs> that is a thing. Um, uh, step up. But like, I feel like it wasn't Step Up. It's one of the Dan. I know he was in Honey. Right? Maybe it was Honey then. Well, maybe Honey put him on the map. Oh, She's you the know man what? Is 2006. His first thing, his first movie, Coach Carter. Oh, oh dude, you're yeah. He is in Coach Carter. What a great film. Uh, I haven't seen Coach Carter. It's I great. Think. It's great, folks. We, this might be the most thorough episode that we've talked about a movie <laughs> ever. Just for you, Kenny. I mean, this movie. There's so much to talk about this movie. Unfortunately. I think it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes. I, it is time for the Rotten Tomatoes. Real quick, game. I have a question. Do you uh, think, yeah, I'd uh, love to answer any question that you have. And um, just ask me any question, I'll answer. Which it. film had more baby oil? This one, the this franchise, or the Fast and Furious? Fast and franchise? Furious, hands <laughs> down. I know there's more films, but there was more men who had more baby oil. So I was just gen- the whole time. I was just like, God, whoever was in charge of baby oil was exhausted. I can only imagine. Well, because they're they're not mountains like the Rock is. They're oh, they're jacked. You're right. Certainly, they're ripped. They're yeah. Uh, but you can still see the horizon as opposed to any time the Rock is on screen, and you're just like, I it, is the continent back there? I just don't see literally anything behind him. <laughs> he is a huge man. <laughs> He's a giant. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes game, for anyone that might not be familiar with, Rotten Tomatoes, the Rotten Tomatoes game is based off of the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film what? review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system, then assigns a percentage on how many people might think a movie is fresh or rotten. This is not a score that a film is X percent good, it is only a score of how many people like it. Uh, starting with... Sam and going counterclockwise, uh, we're going to ask for two numbers, but we'll just be asking for the first number first. Out of 232 film critics, what do you think the critical approval score is of Magic Mike XXL, directed by Gregory Jacobs? 65%. 65%. Why 65? I feel like it's a uh, 60 is a good range <laughs> because um, it's not a horrible movie. It's not a horrible movie. It's going to get watched. Um, it's and I, it, that's, like that's the pull quote that's on the poster. Like, Magic Mike XXL. It's going to get, watched. Gonna get watched. watched. It is. People are going to watch the film. But um <laughs> <laughs> But it's I, a passing grade, but you're not going to show it to your parents. That's Sam's review of the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get watched. People will watch it. Well, yeah, that's going to get watched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that 65% is a good number to be, a good range to be in, because um, 
it doesn't completely stop you from wanting to watch it. Mm-hmm. And it, it is like cinematography is good. Uh, acting is good. There's male strippers. People are n- somewhat nude. That's good and fine and dandy. Um, and Steven Soderbergh, executive producer, so they can always have that behind their little yeah. little critic. You know, can't they can he can't let them down. So sixty five percent. Aaron, what do you think? Uh, what do you think the critical ranking is for Magic Mike XXL? I'm in the same range as Sam. I I because to me sixty is healthy. It's there. It passed. You know, you're like sweet. Maybe I don't have to take the final at the end of the year. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna say 62. Oh, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm on the where it's on the downslope of 60. Yeah, like, I was that, between the two. Yeah, yeah. you're in between. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think enough critics were. I think the critics who were like, yes, here it is. Maybe helped feed the other ones of like, just watch this. It's about being a human, for God's sakes. Just take it for what it is. But I still think there was the ah no. So it's about it's about uh, the entertainment industry, not for it. Sorry. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Um, so sixty-two percent. Sixty-two. James. Seventy-eight percent. Seventy-one. Oh my god! <laughs> because it breaks through the barriers of the critics' cold, cold heart and makes it beat of how sensitive and lovely this movie is. And Joe Manganiello. Let's be honest. Amazing. Seventy-eight percent. Seventy-eight percent. One of you is closest without going over, and the correct answer is 66%. So, Sam, you have won. Do I get anything? That pride. Uh, Absolutely not. That was um, Uh, was all right. (laughs) You can have a sticker if you'd like. Never too old to rock. Or you can get uh, this. A rainbow? Cute. What, what, bunny? What, what James is not handing Sam is one of our patented chain watch stickers. We ran out. I've got more. You do? Yeah. I want one of those. With you? Yeah. Give it to her after the end. Okay. Thank you. Hey. Oh, and I also want this Let's one. Let's boost each other, not tear each other down. You can take both. Let's try. I bought a package nice. of 250 stickers just because I wanted the high of what kind of stickers I could get. Sure. That's cute. Uh, boys, you could steal the throne from Sam on this next number. I'm the- not a big fan of stealing. My parents said it was bad. Yeah. Okay, James, you could steal the... <laughs> okay. Sam's smarter than me. Okay, I guess Sam just wins by forfeit. Yay! Yay. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Out of 34,979 audience rankings. That's uh, more people than the people were in mine and James's town combined. Correct. <laughs> we're from College Town. So if it was during the school year, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, like, but, in a couple months, no. No. no, no. <laughs> uh, James, what do you think the audience rating is for Magic Mike XXL? 87%. 87%. Yowza. Yeah. Why, why People 87%. love this movie. People love this movie. Okay. That's it. Okay. Uh, Aaron. I think... <sighs> this could be a 98, man, but I don't think... No, don't you type it, Kenny. I'm giving my explanation. No, Kenny, I'm going to cry. Um, I'm going to say... You better not. I'm going to say 85 85 percent i feel like I'm, I'm either way off or pretty close because i feel like this could be a big one i mean that's how the game works you're either way off or you're close so numbers are yeah so yeah man I, uh so james is 87 aaron is 85 sam what is your guess for magic Knight xxl's audience rating 78 78 oh. because they let the critics get to them Oh, oh. and also I didn't hear because um, sometimes you'll hear about the films when they're in you know they're like 
oh, you heard about that being critically bad, but like, man, it was really good. <laughs> you, I didn't hear a wave of that when it was in the theater, so that's why I'm just saying that. Sure. That's my two cents. But that. also, I feel like enough New York Giants fan who see Michael Strahan are like, you know. First off, I didn't know he was in this movie. So yeah. like, I feel like I would have known it. Oh, uh, what I love is how thirsty he looks for that woman that he's stripping for. Mm-hmm. It's just like I've got, I've got to strip for this woman. I His love face it. looks so just enthralled with her. Just he's like I moment. need to do whatever I can. He's my favorite football player. Uh, Sam, unfortunately, audiences did not let the critics get to them at all. Oh, all three of you. Are way over the correct answer is 55 percent oh because this is a movie about male strippers and gay panic is real oh, oh dude i didn't consider that i, I was yeah. too in touch of hoping man mankind would sorry yeah. males in general i are, thought more there would be more women that were also yeah. voting too yeah. additionally one of the common criticisms that i see and one of the things that i love about this movie as i've already said this movie resolves all its main tensions very early on so the rest of the movie, the tension is no longer on how will they overcome this, but the tension is how are these people going to be excellent, which just in movies, that's just not a conflict that ever you ever see in a major Hollywood motion yeah. picture. You're never just going, cool, uh, how are they going to be great here? How are they going to be great here? It's always some life or death thing or something that is going to affect their life personally, as opposed to just removing the tension and just watching people just succeed at things. But also like finding themselves a little bit too, um, because that was, that's what were they gonna do after? Dallas is gone. Yeah, the place is gone. Like, what are they gonna do with themselves after? And I think that's this journey is what helps them discover what they want to do, and that's what Channing Tatum in his you know supporting role it feels like in this film that like he's that's what he was asking like what gets you fired up what do you like what song do you want to dance to what like what what you know it was all a metaphor mm-hmm. so that's been our episode james oh my gosh just let him do his thing it's still your podcast man <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's been our episode of shame watch thank you to Bell. denise hudson for our rock Bell. and theme song Bell. and Bell. to james garcia for our artwork and Bell. olivia suarez Bell. for our Bell. social media Bell. big news coming up here in a minute big news Bell. coming up here in a minute what? big Bell. news coming Where'd keep going Bell. james keep going Bell. keep going Bell. Bell. Uh, no i need a clean take for this uh, don't forget to rate review and subscribe to shame watch on spotify apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found you can also Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ShameWatchPod. And what are you doing with your hands? I don't know. Finally, Bell. you can contribute to our Patreon. Bell. Pa- Bell. We need this clean Bell. so people can... Okay. Finally, Bell. you can contribute to our Bell. Patreon at patreon.com slash ShameWatch. We're going to Robstown, Texas for some chicken. We're past 25 a month. That is true. We, we are doing that. We uh, hit a Patreon goal. We, we hit a Patreon goal. That's a big goal. thing. Oh, that's well, awesome. That's thing. Thanks, Mom. If you need help with Herc's name, I can help you. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, it does cost money to put out superb content like this pod, so even a one dollar donation can make a huge difference. Uh, now we go to the portion where we thank our uh, patrons. Uh, first up is Kenny Madison of Austin, Texas. Oh Aaron O. Salinas of Austin, Texas. Gene Fight of Bowling, Bowling Green, Ohio. Ohio. Alan Smith of Austin, Austin Texas. Texas. Bradley McPherson of, of Tulsa. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Jennifer Steinberg of, of Austin, Austin Texas. Texas. And her- Heraclio Gonzalez Jr. Thank you. Of Austin, Texas. The original Mexican Robin Hood is who he's named after. Oh, That's my wow. roommate. Yeah. Mm. It's not Pancho Villa. 
It's Heraklio. Heraklio Bernard. Until next time, our watch has now ended. Dive at your own risk. Bow. <laughs> bow. 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 Oh, is that why it's bow. called Shame Watch? Bow. Yes. Bow.